I think I've challenged myself enough now, I told Ray on the night I eventually bowed out from ITV's skating show. And my God, did I mean it. For six months I'd pushed my poor body to its absolute limits and been in a constant state of terror. The training had been difficult enough. I'd never skated in my life before my patient coach Donna had used every trick in the book to coax and cajole me onto the ice at a rink in Manchester. As if that wasn't enough, I was also working on my DVD disco burn. The training for that and dancing on ice left me almost crying with exhaustion. Oh, and did I mention the other jobs? Full-time mum, loose women presenter and weekly magazine and newspaper columnist. It was, as they say, quite a juggle. By the time we reached the live televised Dancing on Ice shows in January 2009, I was in an absolute state. I know plenty of people work hard. There are women who do real jobs, like nursing or teaching or working in a factory. They might find it difficult to believe that my line of work can make you feel as weary as any of those roles. But honestly, there were times I would be sitting on the Euston to Manchester train just crying my eyes out. I'm not exaggerating when I say I was heading for a nervous breakdown. I really think I was. I'd be running to meet a journalist in a hotel to do an interview, then I'd be training on the ice, and after that I'd be rushing to the studios to film Loose Women. I'd never worked so hard in my life. It wasn't as if I could afford to take any shortcuts, so far as the ice skating was concerned. I knew that most of the other celebrities were way better than me to begin with, and they were all training more often. Plus... I was still so heart-stoppingly terrified of skating, I would feel physically sick every time I put on the boots. I'd never known fear like it. As soon as I drove into the car park of the ice rink, I could feel my heart rate quicken. My palms were wet before I even got out of the car. You know that awful Sunday night feeling in the pit of your stomach that we used to have as school kids? Well, that's what it was like for me every night before I skated. I think I would have done almost anything rather than step out onto the ice. Some nights I'd keep poor Ray awake as nightmares caused me to toss and turn and scream in my sleep. In one dream, I was standing alone in the middle of the massive ice rink. I knew that somewhere beyond the blackness of the ringside there were cameras beaming my picture to an enormous TV audience. The lights go on, the music starts, and I do... nothing... I'm frozen to the ice in fear. My lovely partner, Stuart Whittle, nowhere to be seen. Another night I dreamed I was using a trapeze above the ice rink. I'd do a couple of twists and somersaults and suddenly I was flying through the air, hurtling towards the ice without Stuart's strong arms to catch me. But the very worst nights were those when I simply couldn't fall asleep. I'd lie there in the darkness next to Ray, begging sleep to take me, and wondering why on earth I'd let myself be persuaded to do such an idiotic thing in the first place. There were so many times that I almost admitted defeat and begged my agent, Neil Howarth, to get me out of it. And there were so many reasons to want to run away. The 5am starts, the bruised ribs, the strain on my poor old knees were enough on their own to make me want to give up. But each time I decided enough was enough, that I had to quit, something stopped me.